So we've got a great guest today. We do. We've got Melissa Ressler from the Lancaster Downtowners. Because you have to read the notes. Well, you said... <laughs> See, I've been too messed this. So, so the last two weeks, I've had other guests on. And for some reason, I had Heather's name. We were just talking about Heather from the Lancaster Rec two weeks ago. And I almost said Heather, but Melissa, I'm sorry. Melissa <laughs> from the Lancaster Downtowners. There she is. Uh, hello, um, Ben. Hello. Yes, Welcome. yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, uh, Jeffrey, that's great. <laughs> Thank oh, you, good to be here with you guys today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have these moments. I have these moments. So, without further ado, tell us who the Lancaster Downtowners are. Yeah. The Lancaster Downtowners are a nonprofit focused in the city of Lancaster. And we support folks who have decided that the city of Lancaster is a great place to retire. Um, we are 14 years old. Uh, we were founded in 2008. And presently, uh, we have over 200 members who live in and around the city and who are working together to support one another for a healthy and holistic lifestyle. Well, so you said uh, 14 years ago. How, how, did it, yeah. how did it actually start? So it actually started, Our one of our founders is named Rod Hauser, um, and he is still involved with the organization today. And he was having a discussion uh, with a group of folks actually at his church, and they were talking about, okay, in Lancaster, there are all of these great retirement communities that people can go to. And what if you looked at retirement in a different way? What are the things that those communities provide? Um, that we could instead maybe provide each other um, and keep going in the city. So they had a like really lively discussion about this um, in their church Sunday school class and decided they would see if there were other folks who were kind of thinking the same thing, um, thinking that their blocks in the city, that their homes in the city were great places to continue um, and build community and think about, okay, well, what do I need? Well, I want stuff to do. Uh, so we have social, educational, wellness programming, thinking, well, you know, I might need some help getting a ride to the doctors or shoveling snow. How can we connect in volunteers to help people to do this? And then to realize, okay, well, we can't do everything for each other. How do I find out what else is out there? And so we build in uh, service providers and connections to resources and folks to help figure out the right way for each person to keep living um, as they want to live. That is very neat. You know, we've had a lot of charities and nonprofits on over the last, you know, handful of weeks, and a lot of them have just grown out of realization that there's a need, you know, a church yeah. group or whatnot, and just having a conversation, and then boom, here's here's this, you know, 14 years later, and and you know, throughout that whole time, there's this great organization that's popped up. Yeah, and I think Lancaster is a really special place for that to happen. You know, there's just a lot of yeah, like you said. There's a lot of organizations who have done that. There's a lot of people like really ready to step in with a lot of um, great um, make it work. <laughs> a lot of great make it workness, you know, like, oh, hey, we're in this together. Let's make it happen. Um, so it's a, it's a great community to have an organization like this. It, it makes sense. It fits in the city here. Well, it, it really comes down to one of my favorite quotes uh, from Gandhi, be the change you want to see, right? and I urge, uh, Paige, thank you for listening. Appreciate your comments. Paige is a commenter, loves your organization there, Melissa. 
and she's tuning in all the way from Africa. All right. So that's a long jaunt from Lancaster City, but it uh, is. not so much of a long <laughs> jaunt through the internet. Um, but, uh, you know, in the vein of be the change you want to see, I mean, I urge, Ben has urged anybody listening, if we put a charity in front of you, a cause in front of you that like kind of lights a spark, grab onto it and help. Mm-hmm. In this case, the conversation was, hey, you know, not everybody can live at Willow Valley. Not everybody can live. Um, well, there's a, there's a bunch of them, but mm-hmm. just, they just all flew yeah. off the top of the village. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Lancaster, mm-hmm. if you're listening and you didn't know, like Lancaster County is like retirement community Mecca. It really yeah. is. Like one of the number yeah. one places in, in the country to retire mm-hmm. to. But yeah. if, you, if you're not able or you just don't want to live in that kind of more... Um, Insular is not the right word. Structure thing, structured community, mm-hmm. planned community. If you yeah. want to keep that city vibe, um, what would you do? So I mean, I love how people came together. What were what were some of the hurdles in in bringing this together? Oh my goodness! So the energy that it takes to um, get a grassroots nonprofit off off the ground. Um, there is a lot of energy that it takes to be launched. Um, and they did a great job with that. I didn't get involved with the downtowners until four years ago. Um, until then, it was entirely volunteer run. Um, so they went through, um, okay, how do we fund ourselves? How do we handle liability insurance? What is our strategic plan? Um, and went through some, some fits and starts of growth. You know, and at first, the organization um, was really seen um, as a social club. And that's a good thing, too. Everybody wants to be a part of a social club. But then when it decided to grow and say, well, we want to offer these volunteer services, too, you know, kind of fitting into a a new mold or fitting a different footprint um, was something that, oh, the downtowners is more than just that group that always likes to get coffee. Um, and then kind of rebranding and, and reimagining and, and showing what a what a village is in the public eye. Um, now we did have some help um, along the way for that because at the same time folks were talking in Lancaster about this. There are communities all over the United States who are having these similar ideas, um, and it was really started with a group of folks um, outside of Boston. Um, that was Beacon Hill Village. Uh, they started 20 years ago. Actually, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary this month. Um, and that group of folks, um, they like literally wrote the manual for how to start this type of village, how to get people together, how to get your volunteers, how to um, inspire folks with what the, what the mission is of aging and community together. Um, and so we had some help from them and from the Village to Village Network, which is the national organization that kind of helps guide and foster and grow. Uh, community groups who are trying to do the same things that we're doing here in Lancaster. So you said the word village a a handful of times. What is your Mm -hmm. definition of a village when it comes to the Lancaster downtowners? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So a a village is a grassroots member-driven nonprofit that supports aging in place. Um, You know, it's about interdependence. It is about social connection. Um, it's about a really holistic approach to helping people remain independent in their homes and contributing to their communities um, in the best ways uh, that they can and know how. 
So, and villages do that through those sort of three main tiers, through social, educational, wellness programs, through um, connection to volunteers to help with those everyday living tasks that sometimes get a little bit trickier, and then connections to other resources. You mentioned you've been with the organization for four years. What, as as an executive director, what what is your responsibility there? A little bit of everything, and that's why I love it. <laughs> Um, my background is in social work. And so I can, in the morning, have a meeting with a member who's making decisions about home care or, you know, what are, what are some next, uh, care decisions they need to make. Uh, the next hour, I might have a meeting with our PR and communications committee, um, or with our fundraising committee, um, about next steps for the organization. And then, uh, we also get to move into, larger collaborative initiatives um, and really looking at what are some changes we can make in the city um, that's going to impact older adults um, everywhere. So it's, yeah, a little bit of everything. Uh, comment in from Richard. Uh, Richard retired to an old three-story townhouse in the city because they love it. I'm assuming the city that is and and the, maybe their house, I'm sure it's both. Mm -hmm. uh, but we know that it will be a challenge as we continue to age. So it's great to know that there's an organization that focuses on aging in place. Thank you. So, I mean, there we go. Like, this is this is the exact intent of our show. Um, yeah. That's cool. You know, uh, you talked about, so there's a three-prong, like a three-prong focus, it seems, to do programs. Um, yeah. I wrote the one down, and then I kind of was listening to the other two, and I forgot. But <laughs> the first one is what I wrote down, because it, it kind of grabbed me. It's social education and wellness. Like, what what's the focus of that, uh, that prong or, or that leg in the stool of what you do? Yeah, so... Um... The point of it is to bring people together. I mean, you're only as strong as your neighbor and you need to know your neighbor um, to be able to ask for help or to be able to provide support. So we really want to use that to build connections and form relationships. And how we do that, we have a walking group who meets uh, three or four times a week. They meet at eight o'clock and walk three to four miles every day. Uh, we have regular book clubs. Uh, we have folks who just get together for coffee. We bring in other um, information, educational resources. Some of that is really targeted towards um, resources that you might need to age in your home in the city. And some of it is just general interest. So we'll hear from local authors. We will hear uh, from uh, maybe professors lecturing on climate change, um, looking at... We have a, looking at um, a program coming up to discuss what is critical race theory. And so um, really there's just a number of different um, programs that anybody could be interested in. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, we have a question that that just came in uh, about minimum age for participation from, from Amy. Um, and it's maybe part of a, a broader question of, you know, how does somebody become a member of the Lancaster Yeah, Delta? absolutely. So there is no minimum age. Um, our members range in age from their late 40s to their mid 90s. Um, so we have, have a huge age range there, but we are focused um, on providing services and support for more seniors. Um, and so folks who have joined in their 40s, 50s, and 60s are, are kind of looking towards the towards the future and wanting to make sure that this organization is here um, as they want it um, and as they need it. So um, I would say the typical member would be a woman who lives independently in her 70s. Um, that's kind of our, our most common okay. downtowners. Um, 
So you join um, by, we are a membership-based organization. So you pay dues for a year um, and that's based on income. So that ranges anywhere um, from a one-person lower income membership is $80 for the year. Um, up to a two-person household for a higher income would be $318 for the year. Um, so anywhere in between there, sliding scale. Okay. And somebody can sign up on on your website? Is it? Yep. You can sign up on the website. Um, you can give me a call and I'll mail you an application if that's how you prefer. Um, so yeah, see the website there. Thank you. Um, sign up online or give me a call. So your, your members that are younger age, 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an example, what what is their contribution? How are they additive to the downtowners? Oh, in so many ways. Um, where if someone's a downtowner, they really value an intergenerational connection, and they see the strength of being in the city um, uh, with with all sorts of people. Um, and so we uh, folks who are in their 40s are often active on our committees. Um, we're run by, I only have so much time in a day. Uh, so we have a one out of committees um, who are active and in, in operating. And so there is room for uh, professional growth, personal growth and advancement on the committees. We also have a lot of the younger members who join um, and are more active on the volunteer side of things. Um, they join because they like to help with the technology coaching. They like to help getting rides to the doctor's appointments. They like to dog walk or cat sit um, or or make daily reassurance calls. Um, and so we just provide a more uh, holistic um, ability to participate um, when you're a member and a volunteer. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought was the case. I mean, I like the uh, I like the connective connectivity. Was a mouthful for me there for a second. Uh, I like the connectivity of, of younger to uh, older. Uh, I think there's always uh, a lot to learn from the generations before us, and vice versa. I think exactly. You know, young yeah. generations can teach the old, and the old can teach the young. Um, you know, for me, uh, my boys uh, have made a little bit of money this winter shoveling snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't. We live at a younger in a younger neighborhood. So I don't so much mind them making a couple dollars that way. But like, as an example, right now, obviously it's winter time. We've got some snow on the ground. We've got some ice. Is, is that an opportunity? Like if you're a parent listening to this and you've got younger children or maybe teenage children that could use a different life experience, is that a way to connect uh, with the downtowners to offer help. And- yes. Yeah, absolutely. We um, accept volunteers of all ages. Uh, we have good relationships uh, with the uh, universities and colleges in the area. So we often have interns. Um, so we get to bring in the the Gen Z there a little bit. Um, and yes, so anybody can volunteer. Uh, we do a volunteer application. And we do a background check process um, sure. and, and and look at that. And then you, there's so many different volunteer opportunities. So if somebody, you know, has a 16-year-old who's like just interested in shoveling snow, we'll only let them know when somebody needs their snow shovel. They won't get all of the um, information about all of the other opportunities. So we're able to really target that. So it's a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule. Um know if you're someone who um, has a lot going on it's sometimes it might be hard to make a you know three hour a week commitment or something like that but this 
It's just occasional um, as things come up and you get to know someone really cool along the way. Yeah, you know, looking at that, that list you have up there on the screen, you know, a, a lot of the f- folks that are part of the downtowners, like you said, they're, they're aging. You know, you, you mentioned some in their 90s, 80s, 70s. And oftentimes, a lot of those tasks and responsibilities that are on the screen there fall to maybe their children. Um, but if the children aren't nearby, what what do they do? And that's exactly. you know that's the need that the Lancaster Downtowners fits so well. It's it's such a cool service that you provide there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that's how um, I grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania in a in a small town. And the things that the Downtowners do for people that's that's what my family was doing for neighbors and for one another. That's what our church was doing for for neighbors and one another. But yeah. If you are someone who, you know, like so many other people have seen Lancaster is a great place to retire. Um, let me go there, even though I don't know anybody. It's an easy way to connect in. Or, you know, maybe you've lived here for six, seven, eight decades, but your kids have moved to other parts of the country um, to just know that there's this resource here so that, you know, it's it's peace of mind. Um, it's, it's a peace of mind policy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the fact that it is connecting neighbor to neighbor in a way. Um, I really like that. Uh, again, I think if, if you're, you know, you don't have to live in the city to do this. You could live anywhere. But if you mm-hmm. see somebody struggling, whether that's through age, through ability or disability, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe, you know, they're just like, you know, they're really working hard. Uh, maybe a spouse lost the job and the other spouse is picking up hours. You know, please do help your neighbor. Right, yeah. like offer to rake the leaves, snow shovel. I mean, for me personally, like I love when it snows and I'm home. This this winter, I've been traveling whenever it snows. Thankfully, my boys are old enough and responsible <laughs> enough to help mom out while I'm gone. But like, I love when it snows because I love using my snowball. And I mean, I just like disappear. I mean, I, I go like five houses that way, four houses this way. Uh, we had neighbors move in. I met them for the first time because. Here comes this guy just plowing down the sidewalk with a snowblower. I'm like, hey, I'm your neighbor. I live at the corner. I like my snowblower. Um, you know, but uh, doing things like that, I think, are what make, and I, and I see a lot of it around town. I see a lot of it yeah. in the count. That's what makes us special. And I think we, need, we do need to yeah. hold on. To that. We need to reach and do more as we seemingly get busier as a society. I think it's important that we find okay. the time to take actions like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and if you want to be more focused with it, you connect with somebody like Melissa, with the downtowners to uh, to do that. Um, so to get introduced to you, to get more connected to you, do you have any upcoming events going on? Yeah, we do uh, with the downtowners. Yeah, actually, um, next Tuesday, uh, the fifteenth at seven p.m., uh, we're going to be celebrating National Village Day. So. Um, this, this is a big deal for, for our movement and our organization. And so at seven o'clock, uh, I'll be in conversation with uh, one of our founders, Rod Hauser, and a few other special guests who have really and will really uh, tell the story of how the downtowners came to be um, and some of those, those fits and starts there. So that's a public event. Um, everybody can go to our website, register. It's a virtual event. Uh, and so you'll just log on to Zoom at the right time and we'll look forward to, to chatting there. And then uh, we are very much looking forward uh, to some more in-person events um, out and around town here. 
um, in the spring and as things get opened up a little bit more again. Do you normally have those types of events that you've had to move away from and... Yeah, yeah, that was that was a big switch for us. Um, we have um, a very kind of small office space. We were always just out in the community. We were out at coffee shops and restaurants, in the library, and um, just kind of out doing things everywhere. And so, it's been a shift to try and switch to Zoom and virtual and and maintain those relationships and connections. So we've been creative with it. Uh, we had a you know, a hot dog roast in December. We uh, have have done some nice happy hours at the Wolf Museum. So we're making it happen, but um, ready to get back to normal. Obviously, you know, the last two years, the shift from in-person to virtual, I would imagine with, you know, the, the, the age group of the average Lancaster downtowner, was that a difficult thing to navigate? Or did you find a lot of your members, were they able to get, like, use their cell phone to get on a Zoom meeting or... Or was that an opportunity for younger people to help them navigate and mm-hmm. kind of walk through? Yeah, I would say. And so in March and April of 2020, myself and some of our volunteers trained um, probably 30 people in their 70s and 80s how to use Zoom, um, how to get on, how to start a meeting. And they used it not to connect just with us, but then to connect with their with their families um, and with the other things that they were doing too. Yeah. So it, it took us a little bit. Um, but now it's kind of just down to, do I want to do this or do I not want to do it? Um, everybody, everybody knows how, um, almost everybody was able to get, to get connected in, um, just get a little bit of zoom fatigue, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that exists, but I mean, what, a, what, a, I mean, again, COVID gave everybody a lot of things to think about and do differently mm-hmm. and, and, and handle differently, but in a way, um, it was a blessing in the, in the fact that you have now folks that might not have ever jumped on Zoom now mm-hmm. can. They're empowered. Yep. And maybe for that birthday for their grandchild or great-grandchild that they wouldn't be able to interact, I'd hope that they yeah. can now. And I think that's kind of neat. Exactly. Like that's yeah. one, you know, I always try to look for those silver linings, those positives. You know, like mm-hmm. I liked back in, in that same time frame. I think our our... our our families gathered around the kitchen table more so than they ever had. Mm-hmm. And I hope a lot of families kept doing that. Oh, yeah. I know ours has, but, uh, you know, I, so that's very cool. Like for me personally, my grandparents are getting up there. They've, they were always very resistant to technology, uh, still are. And, and it's, it's not great. Like my, my sons are missing out on their grandparents and, and they're missing yeah. out. And that's what it is. And now they're at an age where they're in a, in an assisted living facility where yep. that staff was just so uh, overwhelmed that that opportunity mm-hmm. just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so again, I guess take away this. If you've got a grandparent that's got a cell phone and they don't quite know how to Zoom yet, help them out. Yeah. Because you might hope that someday soon they can do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it, it's not just for the birthdays. It's not just for the connectivity. It might really be something that really helps them navigate an issue uh, mm-hmm. and connect to a resource like Melissa has. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's a skill that people are now using with virtual doctor visits, virtual medical visits, you know, it's something that really opened up a oh, number yeah. of other possibilities. And, you know, our, I think our silver lining for that um, was throughout the pandemic, you know, we had, we're 
pool of folks who are usually connected into the community. And we had a lot of downtowners who were used to volunteering at the library, in the schools, uh, with the Literacy Council. We weren't doing that um, anymore. We weren't able to do that. And so what we were able to do was help pilot a program called uh, Z Tutors that connected um, older adults with students in school district of Lancaster for a shared reading time. Um, so they used an online, we taught, you know, Zoom lessons, sharing screen lessons, you know, and um, focused uh, tutoring kids on their reading skills uh, with that technology. So, you know, there's so many things that, that you can do besides a FaceTime birthday call um, yeah. once you once you yeah. have those skills under your belt. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on that note, I did my my kids school had uh, I think it's a, I think a lot of schools have this program. It's called like Watchdog. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called watchdog dads. And, you know, where dad comes in for the day and navigates with their child's class and then other classes. And the funnest part of that day for me was reading, was having the kids read to me. And they were so proud. Uh, yes. They were so proud of themselves, no matter which level they were on, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, to be able to read to somebody they looked up to in that moment. So yeah. what a neat thing for your folks to be able to do even even in a virtual setting so very important and again if you're listening if you're thinking well how would i connect with this i don't really have skill if you can connect on zoom there you go you can be a part of that program um that's very cool i like that i like that a lot melissa i I read on your website about the sponsorship opportunities Mm -hmm. What, what sponsorship opportunities exist yeah, so um, we have annual business sponsors uh, who support our work. We are so thankful for them. And so what we do, uh, we uh, recognize folks or the or business organization for 12 months, uh, invite you to our annual meeting, put your logo on our website, and in our monthly newsletter um, at certain levels, um, we invite uh, you to present programs um, and get and really get connected into our membership, um, get your business out there um, in front of our 200 plus members. Um, so we're grateful. There's different levels. Thanks for scrolling through those sponsors there. Yep. There's a handful of names on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bologna. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah. Yep. He, um, yeah, great community supporters. So he, yeah, great shout out to him. So he, he was Jim Gardner's uh, legal counsel, which sounds terrible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the, the, the reality of most attorneys in this world is they're involved in non-terrible circumstances. It's true. Uh, but Jeff was, uh, was Jim's uh, representative when we bought the business. And it was all very okay. good. Like it was, there was, there was zero frustration um with any of them. but it, um but yeah jeff was a very great guy and, and uh, helped us with a customer and a customer and helped 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 really both parties uh be very happy once the keys were handed over to the business so yeah like, oh. he's a great guy and move it into two lancaster offices this year so yeah. uh and then to see a little bit more of him yeah yeah it, it be a good podcast guest. I think we'll have to yes. make that. <laughs> so you've got the sponsorship opportunities. Um, uh, again, because we, I think we went through it pretty quick. Maybe, uh, Chris, we can bring up the volunteer opportunities just to get it on the screen. Um, 
you know, so while Chris is doing that, maybe there we go. Um, Melissa, maybe pick like two or three that you like. If I'm, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but is there like two or three that you can think of, or one or two where somebody came in and like just really got into it? Like they really liked moving things around. They really liked dog walking. Do you have any like kind of volunteer success stories that way? Oh, yes. Let me think here. I would say my favorite thing that's going on with volunteers right now, we have a, a volunteer who um, is interested in helping with the technology coaching um, and has done some of this here and there, um, who went with a member. Um, she had a computer that was, I don't know, 10 years old, 12 years old, and was wondering why it wasn't working. Um, so sat down with her, uh, then went to Best Buy with her, uh, purchased, helped her purchase a new computer, um, go through all of the, you know, questions that come along with that. What do I really need? What, um, set, set it up for, helped her, you know, change internet service providers at one point. You just like spent hours and hours with her until she felt confident. Um, using that in that way. Um, and so now he's ready to do that with more people um, and just really provide that um, really specific one-on-one um, coaching for folks who are not comfortable uh, with their technology. Um, so, th- so that's been really great. Um, and then, you know, we have a number of pairs who have been matched up for a morning check-in by phone. Um, sometimes they text, sometimes they call. It's just usually folks who are living alone and just uh, want to have that that extra check in there. And they'll sign up and be kind of officially paired for two months, three months, and then they'll stop. Um, the volunteer will kind of stop reporting to us, you know, that that they're doing this. And it's because they've just become friends. It's mm. because it's just it's just happening <laughs> now. Yeah, um, it that's doesn't neat. need to, um, you know. Oh, it's it's not a volunteer task anymore. Um, and that's kind of our goal for, for how things go. Yeah. And just because we do put this out to audio, I'm just going to read off this list real quick because obviously if it's audio, you can't see it on your screen you as yeah. you're driving in the car or listening to us as you work out. Uh, but, you know, so transportation, mm-hmm. shopping assistance, medical insurance forms, mm-hmm. mail, newspaper pickup at the post office, uh, simple household repairs, moving things around, uh, light housework during transition, in-home assistance, meals cooked or delivered, billing billing assistance, uh, that morning check-in you talked about. That's a super easy one. Uh, okay. Leaf and snow removal, vacation services, uh, personal visits or phone calls uh, for company and conversation. So if you like to sit down and drink coffee, there you go. Plant care, document support, wellness, uh, home maintenance, uh, dog walking. There's a great one you could do yeah. with your child. Uh, bring your kid along and, and your child can learn from not the next generation, but the next one, which I think is very important. Um, technical support with phones, TVs, computers, printers. And that's the story you related with your yeah. volunteer going to Best Buy, which that's, that's great. I just went to Best Buy. We bought our son a new computer for his birthday. And I don't understand. I don't <laughs> my, my biggest thing was just give me the one that he's going to be able to keep for a while. So we don't have to keep coming back here and <laughs> upgrading and buying these things. Um, 
that was my biggest thing I needed help with. Yep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, so that's the list of those opportunities. Um, I think we're almost done. I think that, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll, great. Yeah. Just just to kind of wrap up, um, how else can Lancaster Connects and the Lancaster Connects community help the Lancaster downtowners? Oh, just know about us. T- tell your tell your neighbor about us. We have uh, been one of Lancaster's best kept secrets, um, and we don't need to be a best kept secret anymore. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, folks ready to connect. We've got a lot of volunteers ready to serve, um, and people excited to meet you. So reach out to volunteer join. Um, if that's not right for you, uh, just tell your neighbor or friend who who might be interested. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, I'll admit I, I didn't know anything about the Lancaster downtowners yeah. before two weeks ago. I'm not surprised. Yeah. When, when you uh, <laughs> you watched an episode and yeah. hit the guest page and, and submitted your form and I thought, Lancaster downtowners, that sounds cool. What is it? And, you know, here we are talking about it. So very here cool. Here we are. So, it's great. Thank thanks. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for watching and thanks for being on. All right. Great. Thank yeah. you all. Enjoy oh, wait, the rest we, of your Monday. We, oh. we've, got, we've got the connection cocktail. Yes. He's doing the. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm ready. The voice is no, like, no, I'm, doing, I'm doing the, <laughs> doing the shooting. There we go. <laughs> we <can> just get <laughs> Sorry. Well, while we bring that up, uh, Takesha, one of our great uh, fans, Takesha's like just a ray of sunshine, like in a cup. She's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm right. Thank first you, time Takesha. I met Takesha, she's just awesome. So she thinks what you do is great. She's heard of you, but never knew exactly what you did. So there we go. Yeah. Amy is a fan awesome. as well. She'll be sharing. So again, this is what we want to do, folks. Please share the show. Uh, we have a belief here that it's time to move from success to significance. That's why Lancaster Connects exists, to be significant in the community and give back to the community that supports us. We talked, we began early about talking about downloads and views. If we make a handful of connections a week just like this, that's what matters. And that's what. So, with that said, it is connection cocktail time. It's up on the screen, it's official. We won't make Ben do the shoot. <laughs> You've got the first question. I don't need to be made to do this. I'll just do this. <laughs> Never, I want to do this. So, how long have you lived in Lancaster? Uh, 12 years. 12 years. Very yeah. cool. That was a simple question. That, that was, simple. was a one-parter. One. <laughs> yeah, that was a All simple right. <laughs> And the answer was, I think, already in the show. So, like, it's it's like that question in class that, like, you get that cool know. teacher that gives the answers. If you're paying attention. If you're yeah. paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, this is always a tricky one, especially for folks involved with charity. And do not be afraid for shameless self-promotion. Okay? So what is your favorite annual event that you go to? Uh, the Lancaster Library Book Sale. That's the oh, big one they got, yeah. When I, is that? Uh, um, it, well, usually it's in August. Uh, they'd have it out at uh, Franklin and Marshall. I think it was at Bonton last year, the old Bonton last year, though. Mm. It was just huge, used book sale. Um, huge fundraiser for the library. Um, so I'm not shamelessly promoting downtown but I will shamelessly promote the library. Uh, so cool. I love that event. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, do you go there looking for a specific book or type of book or are you just like whatever no, you find? I just, I just go. It's so fun. Usually cool. something I haven't seen before. So is that, so I've never heard of that. So is that books like 
Tell us a little bit more about that. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, so it is like all genres of books. They have kids' books, they have records, fiction, nonfiction, and it's just whatever has... Yeah, have you read that? It's just whatever's been donated throughout the year. And so they have volunteers that work um, and get everything categorized all year. And you can come away with just bags and bags for 10 bucks, 20 bucks of, you know, things that are decades old to this year's bestsellers. So, bags of records. I like it. Yeah. So, interesting (laughs) note about books and the sale of books. We're kind of making Connection Cocktail a little more involved. Uh, It's like a, High class mixology conversation. It's like happy hour. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of things <laughs> and a great little drink. But, but on the note of books, so my grandfather was in the book business. So that meant publishing, uh, having bookstores, but he kind of pioneered something called the book bus where he would go around to like expos and fairs, anywhere people gathered. He'd bring this old tour bus that he retrofitted with bookshelves and he'd sell books. And what he did is he would ask, kind of like, you know, when you go to the grocery store and round up your change, mm-hmm. he would ask you to throw in a nickel or a dime and he'd pull that money and he would say, I'll buy a book for your, for, for, for a li- for a local library. And what that really meant was, is those books went into the inner city. Most times he grew up in Quakertown, most time in Philadelphia. Uh, okay. That's, that's kind of where he took that. So back in the sixties, that was kind of a, a novel uh, kind of revolutionary thing that the giving back ended up going into the city in that way uh, through books. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought that was neat uh, to That's share. Simple. Yeah, the, there you go. Yeah. Nice. So what? All right. So last question. Okay. Turkey Hill, Sheets, or Wawa? Turkey Hill. Any gas station that prioritizes ice cream is. As you can as you can tell, I have prioritized ice cream in my life as well. I think that's one of the best things you can do with your life. Yes. Yeah, when when the Turkey Hill half gallons go on sale for like two for five dollars, you just load oh, I up. I love it. Just yep. load up. Well done. Good answer. All yes. right. Well, well, Melissa, it's been a joy to have you on the show. This has been a great Monday afternoon. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We've we've had uh, the Lancaster Downtowners info on the screen. It's in the post where you're watching this, if that's on social media. If you're listening on the audio podcast, it'll be in the show notes for the show. Uh, So please do connect LancasterDowntowners.org on Facebook. Just go to forward slash Lancaster Downtowners. And you can even call. We verified this. You can call Melissa at 717-584-1224. 717-584-1224. And if you want to email, info at LancasterDowntowners.org. So all great ways to connect there. Please do. Please be that change you want to see right here in Lancaster. Uh, they have their event coming up on Tuesday the 15th at 7 o'clock until 8.30. Uh, you could check that out on their website. There is no fee for that. And uh, that's, that is a Complete virtual event, is that correct? Yeah, completely yeah. virtual. Virtual event via Zoom, right on the website. You'll be able to you'll be able to uh, sign up and join for that. All right. All right. So, Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm not sure if we covered this in the pre-show, but if you need to get on with your afternoon, please feel free to do so. Uh, unless you want to stick around and just watch backstage this tomfoolery that we have for everybody else, 
but uh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and all that you do for Lancaster. We appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Thank you both. Take care. <laughs> all right. It's Tom Fuller. It's existed <laughs> for the last two weeks. As if there wasn't enough already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to be a guest on the show, just as Melissa did, go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest. You'll fill out the form and we'll get you booked for an upcoming episode. You know, like I say in the opening, you know, we're looking for those. I feel like someone's coming through the wall. Bang, banging down the doors to get on the show. I know the viewers can't see it here, but our warehouse is great. Our guys must be putting black springs there on risers because they can't see the wall. That's where the box springs live. Right up there. Hopefully the, the wall but anyway, is there. You want to be a guest, go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest. And again, we're looking for uh, really great charities locally here uh, that we can help uh, give a voice to. Uh, we can create some great content with the video that we just recorded. You get the YouTube link like right away when we're done. It's it's right there on our channel. And uh, you can share that out in your network. We're happy to create that for you. As a result of being on the show, uh, businesses, we welcome you to be on. We just want to know that you're giving back and we'll highlight that as well. All right. So fill out that form, Lancaster Connects. Dot com slash guest. And we got a lot of comments. We've had a lot of comments. And those comments get you prizes because we do prizes on the show. You know what we haven't had? We haven't had a question about why you might sell your bike. That question has not been asked by a commenter. So while we wait for that question to come in. So my sister, <laughs> uh, I think it was at Christmas, uh, found a picture of my first car. A 1981 Camaro. And um, I love that car. I mean, I think there's something special about getting your first car. I see where this is going. And yeah. Where this is going. And so <laughs> at the event I was at this past week, oh, no. I happened to meet somebody that restores classic cars. But, you know, most times people that restore classic cars, they, they like, they restore them to the point where they go on TV on the auction shows or they're like, you know, they're, they're the cars that you only get out to drive for the Sunday car show. This guy specializes in just making really great cars drivers. I mean, they'll do the, the full-on restoration, but very few shops, you know, kind of have that as a niche, but he does. And, you know, a 1981 Camaro isn't exactly, you know, it's not like a 67 Camaro. It's not like a, a first-year Corvette. But it's, it's special. Yeah, it's special to me. And that's what... That's where his niche is. He's like, if you have a car that was special to you and we can restore it and make it a driver, we'll do that. And uh, so, so intuitive guesser, what's going on? And I, I dropped this on Steph, my lovely wife, who's just amazing. I don't laugh at the amazing statement. I laugh at you. At the butter is out. We the agree. Uh, yeah. 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 So I told her this last night and she was, uh, she wasn't. She wasn't immediately impressed. Mm. However, some convincing. However, she just hasn't realized the full opportunity to spend an afternoon together in a safer car than on a motorcycle going down the road. That is smart thinking, and that's how I'm going to present it. So, if you think I'm right, <laughs> so if you think I'm right on that approach, let me know. But I'm going to sell the bike, I think, to fund, to help fund the car purchase. I, I fully support 
Your mission. Yeah. So are we ever going to see this photo? It's on my Facebook if Chris wanted to like really no, dig into dig. it. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I can do it. We can, we can have like Camaro watch <laughs> as we, <laughs> as we go, as we go along. That's awesome. We get we closer to the spring. So what, what was the photo from? Like from high school or from? Yeah, it was one. It was one I got. Okay. It. Nice. Uh, nice. So my, my, my first car was an 83 Chevy celebrity. Not definitely not as cool. Camaro. It was Chad will make it a driver friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's your thing, man. It's not my thing. Yeah. It was one I had. And I was grateful for it. So moving on. Moving on. So I've got a testimonial, handwritten testimonial that came in this week from Teresa in Lancaster. And uh, what I wanted to highlight about her testimonial is she had a great experience. Um, she liked that she had an opportunity to take advantage of the wake up happy comfort guarantee, which is a 120 day uh, period of time where if you don't like it, you'll have an opportunity to uh, find another one that works best, better for your sleep needs. Uh, but she did highlight that she got uh, a mattress pad and sheets and she highlighted that they were made in the U.S. And how cool is that with the question mark? So, um, what I took away from that was that you know, the assumption is that there's not a lot of goods still made in this country. When the reality is almost everything in the showroom is made in this country. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of furniture is made somewhere else. We, we know that, you know, and, and it's, it's part of why a lot of furniture stores struggle with, you know, bedroom furniture and dining rooms and sofas and things like that. There's, there's freight delays, numerous, numerous challenges in the industry that way. But most mattresses in the store are made in this country. Um, some even within hours of, of this store, uh, sheets, mattress pads, a lot of those items are made domestically, which is, which is fantastic. It also means that we haven't been as affected, uh, really at all, but with, with, uh, delays and, and shortages and outages, you know, here and there we get, you know, every once in a while something, but nothing like, like that other industries have, have dealt with. So, um, you know, I just wanted to, to say thank you to, for Teresa for her words there and obviously her business, but, um, yes. Very cool that there's still U.S. made goods out there, and most of what's in the showroom is U.S. made. Yep. And then uh, it's time for me with my sleep better tip. Excuse me. I should say thank you for letting me do the tip the last two weeks. Oh, that's right. Well, we were gonna we keep meaning to make it mix it up. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so your sleep better tip this time uh, is related to something that I've been doing. It's working called time restricted eating. The time restricted eating is like intermittent fasting, as a as an example. Um, so you pick, you know, a time frame that you're going to eat, and then you're not. And the benefit here, as it relates to sleep, is when you get on this routine and you can follow it, um, you help your organs, your your leg, or your stomach, your GI tract, all of those things connected, get on the same schedule. And they actually improve and optimize for your sleep overnight. So, you know, for me, I only eat between noon and eight o'clock. I'm actually working to bring that down a little more. And earlier. Earlier, yeah. Then I end up getting hangry. <laughs> Final no blitz. I'm telling you, man, the hangry at eleven fifteen is strong. You just had this. That was about the time you asked me about lunch. It was. Sitting in the notice. <laughs> and you're the one that always asked me. I was always thinking about that's right. So uh, so yeah, that time restricted eating thing is pretty interesting. Um, so if you're looking for these little levers that 
swing big doors, so to say, as it relates to your sleep. That's one of those things that could be, it might be easier for some. Of course, you should, if you're, if you've got some health things, you should definitely talk with your doctor about that. But, um, uh, time restricted eating, look it up, see if it works, but it, it can directly correlate to your sleep because your entire body now is, is in alignment and on schedule. So that's the sleep better tip. Sleep better, eat better, feel better. It's like a three for one. And where can they get the book? Make it up for lost time. Oh, yeah, Sam Rusty. Uh, go to gardenersmattressandmore.com just as I was giving myself a victory lap. <laughs> then it brings me down. Uh, gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better. We will mail you out a book. Two of them went out in the mail today to people who were very smart and got their own copy. Mail it to you for free. Just go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better and we'll get you a copy of them. Almost done. We're almost done. See, this new format is interesting. So the format is new because I was listening to the show in the car and I realized, you know, we're cool. We're kind of Lancaster cool. But like, if you're listening to the show and you want to hear about our great charities and businesses that we have on, we, you got to get through us first. So I said to Ben, like, let's put our guests first in the show. Plus then our guests get to go do their thing. And you can just hang on for our awesomeness, which some of you are. And I appreciate that. Kind of helps my ego. <laughs> so anyway, that's the reason for the new format. It's a great format. Twist. I think the last thing we have to do is just pick the winners. Pick the winner. Let's win the prize later. We got a lot of commenters. We did. We did. We can win it. And we got the restaurant. And we can do the prize later. All right. I love that Richard commented and found the Lancaster Downtowners. Fingers crossed for Richard Murphy to win. Oh, Takesha wins. Yep. Yep. There we go. See, Takesha wins. She knows. She knows <laughs> how to play the game. Congratulations, Takesha. You can stop at any time. We're open and pick up your gift card. I did. I didn't want to ignore. I did see a comment come in about waterbed supplies. We were a waterbed store back in the day. We probably haven't sold a waterbed in like 15 years. It's been a long time. So. Unfortunately, no, we do not have water bit supplies. Yeah. But thank you for commenting. Thank you for watching. Yeah. We appreciate that. If we can help you with something else that isn't a water bed, we'd love to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's the show. That's the show. It's a wrap. Good Thanks, Mike. Yeah. I'll, I'll, it's good to be back. I'll repay the favor in two weeks. Two weeks when you're on vacation. Yeah. All right. Well, till then, I am back. We'll both see you next week on Valentine's Day customer love show. Take care.